Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Reg. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Harvey75. You can find the entire show on Twitter at MMM Show75. You can find us on Facebook with www.facebook.com forward slash MMM Show75. I think I did that right. Did I do that right? Does Close anybody know? Does anybody even go to our Facebook? Do you yeah. even go to our Facebook? Devin. What, Byron? You were speaking, but I didn't pay attention to you. I said 187. I'm, I'm doing part of Urban's hashtag or his tagline, the only part I can remember. That's mm. it? You There's are B-A-N-H-R-E-C-I-T something 1852 5150. Confusing. I don't know, man. I, I want to give a shout out to my bro, Urban. I wish you were on this podcast instead of Casey. Uh, so, I'm going to do my best to get through this with Casey in my presence. Shout out to Urban at Byron Fever. Shout out to um, Sonny Chiba right there. <laughs> Fucking karate chopping a bull. I'm Casey. <laughs> that's at Lucha Gringo. Also at Suck My Dick Byron. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you brought a friend. You brought Sonny Chiba. That's not fair. I don't think you own that website. I only brought Velvet Sky. Oh, shit. Wow. She's, uh, she's remarkably her. clean, Justin. Her hey, hair. Why is her fist backwards? What, uh, you uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was she doing to the Bubba Ray Dudley figure that her fist is backwards right now? That's pretty... Uh, she had, and, and it does have... I don't know if you can see that there. A tramp stamp? I... Uh, oh, I thought that was like a patent pending mark. Is that what that is? That's a tramp stamp. I wonder if the Lance Hoyt figure has one. <laughs> if Lance Hoyt even got a fucking figure. Who's got the, the gun in the waistline? Is that Cody Garbrandt in UFC? Yeah, I think so. They need to, That needs to be an action figure. Does UFC even do action figures, Casey? I don't think they do anymore. Uh, I don't think Jax has the license. That just seems like a missed opportunity to me. Yeah, like they used to have some kind of cool ones because they could just reuse WWE parts when they lost their license to Mattel. So they're like, all right, we only need to use like the, the top half of the body from WWE figures and put new heads on them, and you're all good. And uh, there was a pretty cool set that was Bonner and Griffin, and they're all like fucking bloody and shit. Which like that. is that hilarious one. because I've seen that set, and I saw it um... – at Matt Hughes's house in his basement with all his championship belts. And he likes those toys more than his belts. Cause there's just something wrong with that man. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty dope toys though. They, they really are like, um, I don't know what Jax does anymore. They do. You know what they do? They do those big ass figures that, you know, that are like a five foot tall Michelangelo. They do shit like that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and like a five one of those. John Cena. You know, I just didn't even realize that UFC really doesn't have figures anymore. That's like a really, that seems like a big missed opportunity to me. I mean, I guess there's not like a lot of professional sports teams that have them and stuff either, but I feel like for your champions and whatnot, even if you only market it for a year or so, there's got to be some market for an action figure, like, you know, John yeah. Jones, drunk driving car set, like, you know, CM running to Malibu pregnant Barbie and stuff. It'd be cool. You know what they do have? They have fucking, um, they have pop figures. That's what they got right now. And no. because who the fuck doesn't, you know, 
Uh, I know there's Rousey, there's Anderson Silva. I think maybe like a UFC Brock. Like there's not like a huge line of them, but they have them. Uh, Is Brock holding his intestines in? No, he's holding. He's holding a syringe. It's post diverticulitis, uh, Brock. So he's he's doing this instead. Oh, he's like Lord Regan. Dude, speaking of merchandise, I don't know if you guys have seen Trick or Treat Studios has released their WWE masks. They're available for pre-order right now, which includes Randy Savage, which looks dope as fuck. Ultimate Warrior, which looks awesome. Replicas of the Kane of Mankind masks that look really good. And oh. a, horrifying, a horrifying Michael Myers-looking John Cena. Not intentionally horrifying, but it is scary as fuck. Like, someone is going to make that a killer in their movie. So, you... Let me get this straight. It's February. Not even quite the middle of February, or else Lucha Underground would be on Netflix, right? Um, so hey. it's, <laughs> hey, you got to start oh, something. It's going to take you to court, Justin. Oh, I'm going to give you some information to take to court. And I mean that literally. Um, so oh, shit. are you planning your Halloween costume? Uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think I would really be Randy Savage for Halloween again. I've already done it once. And, yeah, but you can uh, put a new twist on it now. This drunk lady thought I was a pirate. It's really I weird. could see a Randy Savage pirate thing. Yeah, you know, the sunglasses and the Zuba's pants that uh, really scream pirate. Because I, I straight up had the fucking purple Macho Man shirt. I had like the headband, I had the beard, I had glasses I was wearing all the time, and it was when I was working at Halloween Town, so it was dark as fuck in the store, and I couldn't see shit. But I had to keep those sunglasses on. And <laughs> wearing a shirt that says Macho Man in giant letters, drunk lady thought I was a pirate, other dude said, oh, are you supposed to be Randy Savage? I said, no, I'm supposed to be fucking Kenny Loggins. Kenny so Loggins. went to the danger zone. Exactly. <laughs> Kenny Loggins does because of you, I'm standing here. I'm free! That was for the viewers. What's up? <laughs> that was for somebody. It wasn't for me. I'm crying. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit. <laughs> that was Nate Byron's dead-looking Unabomber ass up. That's a very. I'm right here. I'm wide awake, motherfucker. Do something about it. You, you look like a fucking police sketch, dude. This is how I look. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody has to apologize for it. At least I don't look like you, Casey. You look like something horrible. Casey, what happened to you yesterday? You missed out on Thunder Rosa. Oh, yeah. dude, it was the work schedule. I get up too early and I had to do a bunch of stuff after school. Was it a good interview? Was it great? It was great. Thunder Rosa. No, I, I haven't heard it. I don't listen to the show. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, that's the thing. If I'm not no, honest, dude. In, in all in all honesty, she's she's friggin' awesome. Like she's just such a hard worker. Like when you hear just where she came from and all the stuff that she did to to get ahead. <laughs> not just even in wrestling. Like to learn English and move up here and then like go to college and then like you know helping out where people at a rehab facility. Yeah, yeah. At, at this Thunder Road facility where she took part of her name from. Like it's just ridiculous, and it's what and honestly. It's like she doesn't even realize how much more she's working than everybody else out there. Like, I don't, because it's just natural for her. She's just in there just doing 
what she feels is right and putting Flying all over the place going to japan and shit on top of it too now yeah, yeah. yeah. it blew my mind when she was like yeah i've only been doing this for like over three years and i was like what yeah. i feel like she's been doing this shit for like five six seven years at least but i mean that's crazy man to go to japan that early in your career is a fucking blessing but that's the kind of person you have to be to do it. Like when those opportunities yeah. come up, it's not yeah. just about getting lucky. It's about being prepared, no. prepared for luck is what I try your to tell people. Got, your shit's got to be on point and you got to be able to deliver to get over there in the first place. And we know that our shit's on point because we've seen those stardom matches. Yeah, uh, I didn't even yeah. get to talk to her about how I, I get bummed out that, that she gets, you know, that she's valeting half the time in Lucha Underground. I get bummed when she's mm. not wrestling because I thought those those first couple matches that she had were were really good. She actually seemed like she was she had some haters that she's seen out there about it. Like, you know, I don't know, I don't know too many haters. Like, I know a lot of people who are big fans of her, so I don't know. I'm sure she does have her haters out there. Yeah, but. everyone. There's a reason the clap clap hiss is so over in the temple, man. Like for real. Yeah. And that shit was over from like day one. Like it was just over, over. And I want to say that was our friend Nikki Mundo that created that before anyone else takes credit. I thought it was Jimmy Five. No, Jimmy. No, no. He was the. Wasn't he the uh, Undersnaker? No, he was. He he had a lot of Luchasaurus coming from him. He might have been the one that started Luchasaurus. We definitely Willie Mack was Undersnaker. No. Well, she gave Willie Mack credit for it too. I'm just yeah, wondering who did it in the temple because I don't think Willie ran out from the back and started it in the temple. Oh, man, I don't even remember. I, I, I'm I, just like, you know, fucking dodging people getting thrown at me half the time. I don't I don't remember things. Yeah. What's wrestling? You know, <laughs> what, I, I what this, is wrestling these days? I thought this was a podcast. Justin. I know what wrestling is. It's a series of trademarks that are filed um, in court that pertain to intellectual property that's what wrestling is right isn't that the current definition yeah it's remember programs. remember when um the nwo happened i do i kind of i vaguely remember that and, and vince decided to sue and was kind of being a little bitch about it and yeah. uh yeah yeah this is way worse than that you think because so? i could see vince's side then because they were trying to present the NWO is being dudes from the WWE, even though they weren't, even though they eventually said on TV, no, we didn't come from up there. That's not what we were talking about when we said we're coming from New York for you. They were very heavy. They were very, uh, very like on the WWE, like wink, wink thing at the beginning. I mean, they even brought Virgil in and named him Vincent after Vincent, McMahon. Hey, remember when uh, he joined the West Texas Rednecks and they named him Curly Bill after Bill Watts? <laughs> to just God, I remember. Oh, I miss the West Texas Rednecks. Other than his own name has been another Booker's name because when he was Virgil, it was making fun of Dusty Rhodes. That's awesome. How come he's the only one who's still alive from the Re West Texas Rednecks? Because he has a legendarily enormous dick. The, the and black it, don't crack. His horse, his horse cock, absorbed all the toxins from the steroids. In Jeez, the how do we get into horse cocks this early in the show? Dude, don't we normally say that for the second hour? Virgil, he'll talk about he runs out of words to describe it. He just starts making horse noises. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. 
It takes a while to run out of words, though. He's used to talking about it. Did you yeah. already give a shout out to Urban? Let's do it again. But you gave one to. Yes. U R B A N H E R E T I C one eight seven. Right. I want to give a shout out to M E F L O A F. I can't remember if he's got numbers at the end or not. Spelling motherfucker. What? I thought he was spelling movie phone. Yeah, movie phone. Fucking. <laughs> Tell me what movie you want to watch. Fucking John Wick 2, bitch. <sighs> is Urban no. uh, is Urban bringing us back some some deep dish? I th- uh, Urban, I think, is watching the video but commenting in the DM. Okay, that's solid. Thanks for, that's thanks solid. for supporting the chat, bro. Yeah, that's how we reason for that. Bills. Thanks for the thumbs up, Urban. Shit. Whatever. You know, I have to say this, Casey. You weren't on yesterday. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't get any thumbs downs. And we got the same amount of thumbs ups. Interesting. Just oh, saying. <laughs> so uh, you might have some enemies somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I'm going to say to those enemies, fuck you and your Rocky Dennis looking mask. Oh, really? Really? They know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> now I know who they are, but I can't say. Yeah, I don't. I don't know at all what you're talking about because that would be horribly offensive. Yeah, to yeah. Rocky Denim. You know, I just can't wait to have uh, Sid on the show because it's going to be fucking great. And can it- we do that? Can we actually have him on? Oh, so last week I kind of teased it a little bit. The ECW. Um, that I was at that I never actually saw the the filmed version of. It was actually in Florida. Um, it was like beginning of 99, and I think I was moving out because I just finished Full Sail. But it was like their second or third pay-per-view, and they decided to take it on the road, which was also insane. And I was like actually in Orlando at the time. So I was like, grabbed a bunch of my boys. I was like, okay, this is going to blow your freaking minds. We have to go to ECW and Sid debuted that night. It was, um, God, it was like super crazy. And Tajiri was on there. Um, this wasn't when the Dudleys called Sid a big tongue, a big dumb blonde F word, right? No, that was the, I think the very next one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Balls and balls and Axel were there. Rest in peace, which was dope. I mean, it was a, you know, it was like a three-way tag match or something, and there was just trash cans and shit everywhere. And then, like, the headliner was, like, Shane Douglas and Taz or something. I, I don't even remember. I hate both those fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, now I love you know, Taz, but back then, I hated Taz so much. Really? That gimmick yeah. was so over. Like, after he stopped being the, the Tasmanian devil, like, that was horrible. Like, I couldn't stand that gimmick. But then once he flipped over and he started coming out with the towel and all that, I was like, dude, this is my shit right here. Yeah. I felt like Paulie had a thing where he made like all of my least favorite wrestlers champion and then never made my favorite wrestlers champion. So what, you were a Tommy Dreamer fan then? Well, actually, Tommy oh, got yeah. the belt for 15 minutes at one point, he right? He did. But Tommy I, Dreamer, yeah, he, he won and lost on the same uh I couldn't not sure. want someone to be champion more than just incredible. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't have. They literally didn't have anyone else on the roster. 
Yeah, like, well, wasn't Carino there at the time? Like anybody, blue, uh, you know, blue meanie or somebody. Belt wouldn't fit. Give the belt to New Jack. Give the fucking belt to New Jack. I love New Jack. They could have at least given him the. T- you know what? They gave him the tag belts a bunch of times. Though. I think so. Yeah, he he tagged with a few people for the belts, but yeah, he, he gave New Jack uh, the world champion, and then him and Mustafa first, but then him and Cronus is the gangstinators. I love yeah. that team because I like the gangsters and the eliminators. Uh, yeah, shit. The eliminators are sweet, dude. Total elimination, still one of the best tag moves ever. But I heard they just really kicked the shit out of you, and it kind of sucked to take. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like it would be a lot of fun, to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was dope, and it's uh, you know, for the for the two months that I'll actually have the network this year, um. I'm pretty much going to use the network to just go through and watch lots of old ECW that I have all on VHS. <laughs> like yeah. I have all of these things somewhere on VHS, except some of those later pay-per-views. Cause by that point in time, you know, once they've got on TNN and you know, you could actually watch it every week. You didn't have to tape trade to see what was going on. And then they were getting on regular pay-per-views. So you could just buy them here, and see it. Here. I started getting it on TV Right around when um, Tommy hit Raven with that that sign from the audience that said, "Hey Tommy, use my sign." He ripped it off and he had the stop sign. That was like the first show I saw on TV. And it that would have on- been that would have been in the hundreds, I think, somewhere like 113 or 114, somewhere in there. Yeah, it was before WCW fucking raided everyone. Like they already got. Oh, if it was before WCW, that would have that would probably been in like the the hardcore TV 80s, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so every show copies that now. Every show has done at least one stop sign spot since. Dean, well, they should. Dean and Eddie were gone. Jericho just left like the show before the one I started watching, mm. and uh, which sucked because I I wanted to see Jericho because I heard good shit about him in Mexico uh, and shit. See, it was on and off the air in Cleveland because like. Like, I remember, I think the first ones I saw were probably, like, Hardcore TV 40 or 50, somewhere in there. Um, and then it went off in some of that era that you're talking about. And yeah. then by the time they started running it in Cleveland again, when they were actually running shows in Cleveland and coming back, like, I turned it back on. It was like everybody was gone. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, hey, this is, like, a totally different thing. But it was still cool, but it was like... And I think even Sabu was having his issues with Heyman at the time, so he wasn't yeah. around. And like you know, like, Taz was still doing the regular Tasmanian double gimmick, so that was lame. When uh, when Heyman did what's happening to Pentagon, basically to Sabu, yeah. Oh, they dude, they went back and forth every other week though. Like no one ever took them seriously because it was both of them. I mean, they were both just being dicks to each other constantly. And then they would always work it out and squash it eventually, and Sabu would come back. And then he put the gold on Sabu, like, a day later. Like, Man, I, I loved Sabu. He was, you know, he was he was the reason he kind of watched at first. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, me and Byron, I remember fucking watching him debut in WCW. And I'm like, dude, you got to see this guy. He fucking rules. He did one triple jump moonsault, and then that was like it, right? Yeah. No, no, he was cool in WCW. He murdered he himself really on a much. table because Alex Wright moved. Oh, I remember that. that. I'm like, what the fuck, Das Wunderkind? Can't you just take a table shot? They had a they had a match, and then when the match was done, he's like, let's do another table spot outside the ring. But it, but before that, he said, "Hey man, here's Alex Wright." 
if you want to know what the Germans are all about, pick me. We'll have a hell of a victory. I promise. <laughs> victory. Come on, that's Russian, isn't it? Isn't victory Russian? It's how, it's how he said it in WCW Thunder, man. I'm just, I'm just throwing that in there for the Thunder fans. Oh, I will never forgive Hacksaw for ruining Berlin. Berlin well, was a dope Hacksaw no-sold him the whole match. It's like Hacksaw had Jewish friends or something. I'm sure he probably did. I I fucking loved Alex, right? Because that's the one wrestler's dance that I could actually do. You couldn't do the Norman Smiley big wiggle? I could, but not as good as him. Yeah, no uh, one yeah, could do the big wiggle like Norman Smiley. Norman Why Smiley want to? Norman Smiley was treated as a joke, and Norman Smiley is no joke, my friends. Like he was oh man. Dude, if you ever Black get to see him as Black Magic in fucking Mexico, it's great. I don't know how much there is out there, but I've seen a couple matches and they were dope. Nope. Norman Smiley is the man, and then he came and got over by doing the big wiggle and screaming and hardcore matches. And Good he did for him. Conquest, the fucking chicken wing. I mean, you didn't feel yeah. like he was over before that, though? Not in WCW. Nah, I remember like right when they were changing the character and he told the, all the announcers that they had to pronounce his name Norman Smiley. <laughs> that was funny. I remember all that. God, that was when I used to like listen to, to what was it, Borash and Ryder doing that pre-show on the internet? Yeah, it was the WCW Live. I mean, that was like the year I got internet, I think. <laughs> I, I remember was like, uh, oh, there's all this stuff on here and I don't have to like actually have dirt sheets mailed to me. See, that's how me and Byron were like so into the AOL wrestling areas that it kind of counted as the internet, but not really. And because like, it was cool. AOL. God. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that were on it that are like, you know, that have sites and shit now. Like, I remember Mike Johnson was on there. It's kind of that a bit. And, uh, uh, sports guy for a second. Um, oh, we yeah. Talked fucking Bill Simmons, dude, ran the wrestling area. Now he's like Mr. ESPN and shit. He gave us our own message board on the sports guy message board thing on AOL for like a minute before he realized it was a bad idea. Yeah, before he realized we were two like 15-year-olds fucking <laughs> talking about midget wrestling, he gave us a message board. But yeah, Look, there's nothing wrong with talking about midget wrestling. We didn't actually talk about midget wrestlers. We just added ITO to names we knew. Yeah. Hokalito? <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of all we talked about in Spanish class too, which is why our Spanish is both fucking terrible right now. Mucho bien. As Did you long watch? As you can understand what Tejano's saying. You're all good. Mucho bien, Gooey. Dude, did you watch uh, Face Off, Byron? I don't know. Oh, Dude, we're trying to put the mask back in masks, masks and mayhem. We already exactly. talked about the mask earlier. There's uh, a reason for this. <laughs> that, 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 man. God damn it. Son of a bitch. We'll get to that, though, by the way. Uh, I'm going to talk about Face Off, whether you like it or not, Byron. How about we that? We talk about NXT. I watched half of it and then was like, oh. We purposely talked about WWE on yesterday's show so that Casey wouldn't have to today. I just did my review. Look, he's reading. Uh, that was the whole review? That was the whole review. Grimjack. Oh, okay. Grimjack, it's not Iron Fist? No, dude, I bought so much Grimjack out of the quarter bins, and I haven't read, like, half of it. And it's, like, such an awesome comic that uh, I want the movie rights to. I, I want to write the movie version of Grimjack. It's awesome. Hey, 
I'm certainly not going to stop you. I don't know who legally owns it. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I see all these. I've been reading a lot of horror comics lately, and I've been wanting to do adaptations of like half of the stories. And I should enunciate horror comics, not horror. Horror. Uh, not horror comics. Yeah. And uh, some of the stories are so great, but I have no idea who fucking owns them. And they would be pretty amazing. I'm still trying to get my pitch together for Clive Barker anyway. So, because that's. I want, like, people, Casey won't even tell me what this pitch is. I want to know because I bet it's some good stuff. He told me, but I forgot it because I don't care. It's actually an idea I worked on in grad school and, like, no one understood it. So I had to change it and then it sucked. But now I figured out the one little piece that was missing. And it's, it's there. Uh, you get, you've got the nugget. That's what I felt like when I figured out my universal title thing that you you didn't hear me rant about yesterday. That the universal title needs Goldberg and Lesnar to have it because it needs a title history. Like there's just no legacy on the belt. It needs they need some to name attached to, to it. Harley Race. I feel that they should only and, and a Briscoe. They should only defend the title at Universal Studios, but Hollywood, not Florida, because they're not fucking TNA. So, like, they could come here, right? And, like, when Jaws is popping out of the water and shit, because fucking Florida doesn't have it, so East Coast suck it. Dude, uh, TNA has got to start taping on the road. They have to get out of that studio. That audience is killing them. It's the worst thing about that show. If you were filming in the old Guts Arena, you would want to stay there, too, because of the history of the aggro crag. <laughs> what were you saying, Byron? I could go to TNA tapings. It just dawned on me. How what do you mean it just dawned on you? Dude, you could be going to NXT tapings too. Yeah. How close are you to Universal? Like an hour. And Have you gone yet? I went to Disney World. How far was that? That's like an hour also, right? They're both in Orlando? Yeah. Universal is 15 minutes away from Disney World. I'm on the island out here. We were like on private shuttles and like not allowed to see other theme parks. (laughs) See, when I was in Florida, I would do the opposite. I would get the hell out of tourist town, out of Orlando, and I would drive out to Cocoa Beach and out in that area where you're at just to hang out, sit by the water and do fun stuff. Cocoa Beach, Florida, home of the model Rick Martell. Was he, mm-hmm. was he the one that that was their hometown or was he Vero Beach? No, Vero Beach, Florida was fucking Terry Taylor, the fucking rooster. Which That's they're right next to each other. Yeah. Vero Beach is, is the next city over. I would go to spring training down there and we would stay in Cocoa Beach and go to Vero Beach for spring training stuff. I'd rather be fucking model than a rooster. Wait, so we were, Byron fucking won. He totally got us off a of face off case. You see how oh, we did that? Shit. It's his favorite toy line, Monster High. Remember Dude. all your, your fucking Draculaura and fucking Gulia toys, bro? I I, I, Byron is going to no-sell us on this whole thing. He's just a dick. I'm looking I don't want to go to a house because I don't sit a bunch of parents asking whether kids can watch. Yeah. You sound, you sound, you're not talking about face off and you sound like a robot right now to me, but yeah, really, yeah. Um, so, Dude, so anyway, on face off, it was, wow. if you know the monster high stuff, like if you've got a, uh, a female child between four and 
I don't know, four and 14, you probably know what Monster High is. Dude, I, I know some dudes who collect Monster High, like macho oh, dudes. Like not, I'm going to talk about those dudes in a minute. <laughs> not, not, not judging. Like, yeah, like I know a dude who's, he likes girls and he collects Monster High. No, but he wasn't in that that uh, cross section of judges or whatever that they had on this episode then, because clearly no, those. No, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah. Can I talk about those? So, so one of the twists this week was that the regular three judges panel were not judging, and they were using a focus group mm-hmm. to judge this week. And this focus group, I'm almost positive, was made out of rejected bronies. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Like I'm yeah. These were all people that the My Little Pony fans were ashamed to have them be a part of. Like they were these are grown adult people, by the way. And uh which is fine. Like, look, I, I, I got toys sitting right here. Like I got I got all sorts of stuff sitting here. Like I got a freaking Cena sitting here. I got what else do I got sitting here? I got a freaking oh! I got a taker here. You can't be t- you can't be all mad. Oh no, dude! What was that last one? I didn't see it. Oh, the one before? Yeah, I didn't see him. Squeena. I, I still can't see him. <laughs> you can't you can't see me. You can't see me. <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. That's good. Did, you got me. Did you not you see me. Toy Story? You fucking monster! Take him out of the package. Jesus Christ. I only oh, take God. the female ones out of the packages. That's disturbing as fuck. Like, <laughs> dude, face off made me sad at first because they go to Mattel and I'm like, oh shit, they're going to do a He-Man challenge, bro. They're going to fucking, Sig's going to make Fisto or something. <laughs> oh, like man. that would have been fucking dope. Like here's a He-Man character. You got to make fucking Snout Spout. But no, it was Monster High. No, and what did Sig Sig got Laguna Blue though, which is one of my favorites. And then I like the Draculaura. Um but she's did like, you like the, Jenny Voldemort because I fucking didn't. Oh my <laughs> god, I want to talk about that too. Um so but like the char- the characters that are cool are like Claudine Wolf, Laguna Blue, Draculaura, but then they threw in some rando characters like uh Scalita Calveras, Calaverse, Cal- or whatever her name is, like Who's like, was pretty cool. came out, like really cool. Like I was talking to um, the sexy armpit who's uh, he does the purple stuff podcast. He's a blogger dude from New Jersey, big monster high collector. He said that the skeleton one was his favorite of the really? show. Yeah. I, didn't, see, I didn't feel that way. Um, Who did that? Ben and Evan, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was ben and, Evan. and um, yeah, Ben and Evan did it. I think uh, I think the creature girl that won deserved to win. Like I, I thought that was my favorite one. One hundred percent. That was that was Sig. Sig right? and George. Yeah. Which um, man, we got to talk about those dudes because not only were they completely unfamiliar with the fucking property, they were completely unfamiliar with beauty makeup and had to practice on each other before they did the the final makeup because that's a recurring thing in all of the seasons is a lot of the people have a, a hard time with beauty makeup because they came in to fucking make zombies and shit. Like they're right. not, they want to do ugly yeah. and not fashion stuff. And, uh, the show kind of caters to a more versatile, uh, artist. And so you need to be able to do that stuff too. And they fucking pulled it off. Like that was a cool makeup 
And it's yeah, they, to me, like this was the one not to f up because they flat out said, like Ma- the Mattel people were saying, like we want to look at this as a test for possibly doing a live action movie. If right, you're which in is, this yeah. industry, that's what you want. Like, oh, I get to be the lead designer on taking some toys and making them into a live action movie. That's like the holy grail. And everybody who messed up, like, I was so mad that this was not an elimination week. I was just like, oh, I, I just because this is your career, this is your passion, exactly what this challenge is for work. Like, look, it might not be your passion to make basically monster Barbie dolls. But at the same time, it's your passion to have major toy manufacturers telling you to do something for a feature film. Yeah, especially when Mattel is licensing so much of their shit for movies right now. Like, uh, it's it's something that could really happen. Uh, oh, like, for real, it could. I mean, yeah. like, those those Netflix movies that the kids watch, they're like, you walk down the street and you'll see kids are just watching this Monster High stuff everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, and the last one got a theatrical release for a little bit, too. And um, they've got a deal with DreamWorks that are doing, like, He-Man and She-Ra shit now. And uh, so it's a, and a Barbie movie, of course, uh, right. the one with Amy Schumer. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be a big deal. You want to get on their good side. Not that you're going to have to do, like, heavy appliance work on a Barbie movie, but He-Man you would. Well, exactly. So yeah. Adam, Adam and Logan went the full Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I know, and and the thing that I think is funny about it is because Sig and George did like conceptually the same thing. They wanted to not just do makeup; they wanted to do kind of a full application thing, do what they do best, and create a whole you know piece out of it. Yeah, make it a little bit more monstery, and somehow you know the Laguna Blue completely worked doing the Mer Woman yeah. thing. And the what, what did Adam and Logan have? They had the uh, um, the Yeti girl. Abomin- I don't even know her name. Oh, Abominable uh, or something. Yeah, Abby Abominable or whatever. It was just a super fail. Like th- they forgot the whole part where it's supposed to be a cute doll. Still, I think that they were trying to go for like a who knows, like you know, Grinch, and they ended up doing Voldemort instead because yeah. they wanted to go they wanted to go very fucking like i wouldn't even say voldemort i'd say straight up lord of the rings orc <laughs> in drag so yeah, and they're, they're talented dudes it was just a weird concept to try to get simeon and cute on the same character it did not work it failed uh, it totally and, failed and even like when mr westmore started talking to him he's like yeah you guys are kind of fucked and uh, but you, you see some of the people were able to turn around stuff like Team Merwolf. They had to scrap their whole face and just do straight up beauty makeup and they made it into the final looks, which is pretty crazy. Like they had to rip the face off in final works and final. Now, which one was what? What care? Were they the ones doing the Claudine? Is that the Cleopatra? No, they did the Cleopatra. Oh, the Cleo monk. Denial one. And I actually really liked that at the end. And it was strange because um, I think they didn't get as much credit because it looked the most human, but their character also started that way. I give them props for doing a cool makeup for a mummy, because as you guys know, I think a mummy is the shittiest monster ever. 
Yeah, which is why that was so hard. They had the hardest one, and I thought it actually came out really good, and the skin wrap thing with the glyphs on it was super awesome. Yeah, that was cool, and uh, looked really realistic, and but still like in the realm of the of the dolls. It, it was pretty cool. Like I thought this was an awesome, as much as I bitch about it not being He-Man, I thought this was an awesome competition this week. I thought it really yeah, I, I you know. I thought it was a perfect competition and definitely the winners deserve to win. What were some of the other ones? Emily and Tyler, they got Draculaura. I did not really like the Draculaura because I've seen the figure. I've seen some of those movies and I just thought that what they did didn't quite embody the character. Cause she was see or what? No, it made her look like she was the, the quirky bestie that was supposed to be playing the background, but she's like a star character. She's going to have to be, like if you're really doing it for a movie and those teeth, the teeth were not, didn't work for me at all. But the cool, the bat wing clavicle thing was badass. Like yeah, there were certain yeah. parts of it that they did were, that were awesome. But like, to me, the main, person, like that bat clavicle, I'd like to see that worked in with like a scary vampire. Like, I think that would look pretty badass. Well, and I think, yeah, you, you go more cool goth chick and cute. You know, you want to go a little more suicide girl than they went, I think. That's just, I mean, that's just my impression of the character. I mean, you don't want to go full suicide girl because then they would really be for me and not for kids. Then you would be selling brats to people again. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And then, Which is weird because this so is the Skeleta. Yeah. Um, you liked it? I, I didn't think it was bad by any stretch of the imagination. I just, it's like we see so much Day of the Dead stuff here in los angeles that i really felt like the face especially should have gone further i thought that the arms and everything looked cool with the bones but the face looked kind of drag queen to me yeah like the face just didn't see just didn't feel face over i thought was cool um like and technique wise if you're learning something from the show that was definitely the biggest like oh that's a sweet technique that somebody's gonna jack tomorrow for sure yeah and speaking of drag queen the um the venus flytrap one with the painted eyebrows. Yeah. That deserved, that deserved to get slammed for the eyebrows. I thought so too. And who, who did that one? He looked like, he looked like the fucking Amazon from pro wrestling for the NES. And that, I don't think that's what they were going for. Byron, are you there? I'm still here. Yeah. I'm watching stardom. What's up? Oh, what's going on in stardom? I'm watching the, um, EO Shirai Viper match from a little bit ago last month that's a good match i watched that um anyway so next week i think that adam and logan are are in trouble if they don't uh, pull something amazing out um they're good i don't think this was their week but they're pretty good i think they can i think they can hopefully bring it back well yeah cat and nico didn't really impress this week but i thought that they were okay and then um yeah it was the uh, oh Rachel engages Venus McFly trap thing that was also not so bueno. So they're I'd say that was my bottom look. All right, um, what Byron? What do you want to talk about? Huh? What do you want to talk about, Byron? I know you got something to talk about. I want to talk about the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> it's such a great movie, guys. He looks like he's so sad now, Casey. Like, that was it. That was the the whole face-off bit, man. It was 12 minutes, literally. Justin, I want to read you my manifesto. Um, 
do I want to get do I want to get into Lucha yet? Let's just do it. Let's get let, it over. Let me let me let me um let me invite a guest here and see if this guest will come in and explain this to me. Sit, 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 sit. I wish. I don't know if this guest is available right now though. I don't I don't think Sid would do a very good job explaining Lucha to us. He would. He's the ruler of the squirrels. He'd be like those luchadors <laughs> made me twice the man I am, but they have, <laughs> but I have half the brain they do. All right, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this guest a couple of minutes before we talk. Dude, this this internet is uh, is is horrible today, man. Yours is bad. I feel like Mine's, mine is okay now. You keep yeah, roboting disappearing on us, Justin. Like you're you're freezing. I feel like I'm talking to Max Headroom on occasion. I think it's your internet now because Byron is moving seamlessly and I feel like I'm moving seamlestly. So I actually think it's you now. I mean, you're, you're the one glitching for both of us, but I'm happy to blame Casey. (laughs) I'm still hearing everything you're saying though. I'm a big Max Headroom fan. So like, drink a Pepsi. Dude, the TV show was awesome. You guys loved it. I was so, Okay. Since you brought it up, I'm going to go there. I used to have this huge issue with ABC mm-hmm. because of what they did to Max Hedrum and Twin Peaks. Like, oh, I was so angry because Max Hedrum was so good. It was my favorite show. And then they canned it. And then Twin Peaks was so good. And it was my favorite show. And then they just forced David Lynch to ruin it. Oh, God. Um, you know, and then they wondered why the ratings didn't come back. It's like you forced him to to tell everyone basically to stop watching. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, well, this is who Bob is. Um, we'll talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's one of those things that, like, if I talk to someone about Twin Peaks, I'm like, well, you can kind of stop after a while, but you should watch it. Like, it's good. but And then they're like, when should he stop? And I'm like, oh, you'll know when it's right. Like you, sh- I, dude, Fox Mulder in drag. That's all I got to say. <laughs> like you want to watch that second season. Trust me. I know it gets a little off kilter, but man. And when you get to that finale episode, I got to say, you got to watch Firewalk with me too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was an awesome fucking movie. And uh, yeah, uh, David Lynch is a big influence on me. I do not write movies like his though i i need things to make sense to people but Mm. you know such a narrow view of the world hey i'm sorry i'm not that good at transcendental meditation yet which is where david lynch gets a lot of his ideas i have his book on it it's pretty awesome actually i helped him write it so thank you for the compliment the hell you did all right i'm gonna give you my my quick ufc 208 preview Uh, i was gonna bust out my david lynch impression but it's too late you can no no you can do that uh the time the time's passed damn it it's i always blow it byron get me some typing paper and some pie oh god that was horrible i never mind <laughs> this is why we keep Casey around, you guys. This is the best stuff. Um, if you're missing out on this stuff, you, you just you just don't know what you're missing out on. I mean, the page, the David Lynch, the occasional Steve. Oh yeah, I can handle the Steve Austin. Yeah, Steve Austin is uh, a little gravelly. Price check on a 
Price what pick you- on a jackass. <laughs> How much was he? They never answered. They didn't answer Stone Cold. You think uh, he would get an answer? I'm still waiting for one of our listeners to buy me the Japanese Stone Cold figure that can flip you off. What the fuck, people? It's only $50. Hey, check this out. See, I'm wearing my Gleason's gym shirt today. Um, I was stoked. I turned on... I logged into Facebook, and on my Facebook Live, they were doing the open workouts at Gleason's gym today in Brooklyn. I was just like, that's so dope. Bang, zoom to the moon. Alice, mm-hmm. we lost him. He was saying that was a dope yeah. Honeymooners reference. I fucking... I really... I agree with what he was saying. Yeah. The show was great. Um, that, that episode where he lost his job, and then they never fucking told you how he got his job back. Not that Gleason. Gleason's gym you know in Brooklyn. <laughs> guys are dicks. Um. Anyway, it was just cool that they were in there. Like, the whole UFC open workouts thing was at that gym. Do you go to the gym, so, Byron? The- I've had bronchitis for two weeks. Sorry, so sorry Justin. You keep cutting out, so we're, we're trying to consider continue the conversation. And Byron started talking about bronchitis instead of mixed martial arts. I'm answering your question, Casey. You asked me a question. I wanted to be thoughtful and respond to it. Was it I've really had- me cutting out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what, Byron? I appreciate you responding and answering the question being thoughtful with your response unlike that rude supermarket worker that didn't give the price check on the jackass yes casey holly holm jermaine duran to me i hope holly holm loses i do i don't like her face what's wrong with her face just the freckles i got freckles all over the place you don't like my face no, she's got like bitchy resting face, but like dumb resting face. I don't know. Like, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. She's such a nice person, though. She's I like know, a she's sweetheart. the nicest person in the world. But you know who else? You know what being nice gets you in a business where you're supposed to maim your opponent until they can't take it anymore, Justin? It, it, it gives you that little slice of a conscience. No, no, no. You need you need a maniac killer like her opponent. You think Jermaine Jermaine is kind of nice too. I don't know that she's a maniac killer either. I mean, yeah, that's, that's part of why I think they're such a good matchup. We got to talk about the real new star of the women's division, Saget from Street Fighter. Sagat, sexy sexy star is <laughs> in MMA, right? No, no, she's in boxing. But you didn't even want me to talk about the boxing gym. Tiger knee. She's gonna be. She's fighting with the mask again, which is very smart. I'm happy. Yeah, for her. She, she's wrestling Taya, and it's that. That doesn't sound like boxing. Just saying. Just, just watch her throw some fists of fury, dude. She can Close wall, fists are illegal in professional wrestling, bro. You're not supposed to punch people. God, I hope Marty's the ref, and he says, "Open up those fists. <laughs> open them up. Open them up." Palm hand, palm strikes, dude. Pad Cray styles just slap the shit out of him. Boss rooting. That hurts more than a punch. <laughs> That's the best thing about some of that Pad Cray stuff when they're doing the open hand. It's like it's not just painful looking; it's humiliating. Yeah, I read too many exposés on Pad to get into it anymore. Uh, well, it's totally different now. I mean, now it's pretty much just like 
you know, MMA light. It's not, it's like not like the old. Too. Like, I mean, it was work then, like a lot of the matches. But I don't know, dude, because fucking shoot style is awesome. Like, I got Byron watching some Takata matches, like Takata Vader. Guy was so fucking great as a fake shoot fighter, and then he became a real one and fucking sucked. <laughs> that happened to a lot of those guys. Yeah, that kind of killed Japanese wrestling for a while, actually. And then you, but then you've got guys like Josh Barnett who will shoot, try to murder you in the ring. Fuck yeah, because he's or fucking Sakuraba, who was a pro wrestler first, and is a pro wrestler once again, and need Nakamura in the face so hard that I thought he died. It was great. Um. Oh, so what I was gonna say about Holly Holm is that. Uh, Oh shit! I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just you're you're allowed to get off base. It's fine. That's how, that's how we roll around here. Anyway, so yeah, it's my job to get it back, man. If I can't get it back, then I just suck. Fuck it. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think it's Holly's fight to lose. I mean, I know you want her to lose, but I think it's her fight to lose. I mean, she the weight wise, they're both really one forties. You know, Jermaine maybe walks around a little bit bigger, but I don't, I don't, I think Holly is naturally just as big. Um, so, I mean, I really think if Holly smart has a lot of ways to, to win the fight, but I'm hoping that the higher weight class, she doesn't do like the McGregor thing and get lazy with the training and, you know, how he did with the, with the Diaz the first time where, uh, yeah, the one that counted. Well, yeah, it's just like, you know, whatever, cut weight. You need to be getting on the treadmill or something, you know, and not just losing weight. Maybe you hit the weights or something else, but you still need to be doing that, putting that work in. That kind of shit's, that shit's brutal fucking with your weight like that. Like, it's yeah. not. And there's ways, there's just ways to do it. I mean, Rumble Johnson was all the way down at, what, 170 or 155 at one point? Can you uh-huh. imagine that, seeing that dude right now? Jesus no? Christ. Uh,. Hey, as long as as long as he pisses clean, I'm not saying anything. Uh, but that dude's huge. So far, he's figured out how to do that, mm-hmm. and that's the way I'll state that he's figured <laughs> out how to do that. I don't know, man, because like he's another one of those guys. Like I, I, you know, I met him one time or something. Was introduced to him, and it was like at the time he was a 155 fighter or something ridiculous or a 170 fighter, and he was a behemoth. It was like. How do you fight at 170? I'm walking around at 185, 190 right now, standing next to you, and you are double my size. Double. Just yoked, huge, neck out to here, arms, like everything. Like, how the hell are you? God, like, I know I'm a fucking beanpole, but I walk around at 175, 180. And, you know, it's like, fuck, man. I mean, those guys fight at those sizes. It's it's ridiculous. Like I never understood cowboy going to one fifty five. Like cowboy, cowboy's my size. I could I couldn't do it, but whatever. I just find it strange. So anyway, uh, what's the other fight? Oh, so Anderson Silva versus Derek Brunson now. How dare you forget Anderson Silva? Justin? No, I'm just I'm not forgetting. I'm just that's huge. And yeah. I don't necessarily know who's going to win. I don't think it's. I don't think it's an easy fight for either guy. I think I'm that worried for Anderson in this one. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, like, I mean, DB could definitely put it on him. Yeah, I, I. I think though, if if Anderson does like a little bit of the GSP thing, like stays on the outside at first, just tries to use his counter punch and kind of lures Derek Brunson into 
three, but then goes into GSP mode and like reverses him on a on a clinch on the cage, or you know play plays a little bit of that lay and pray style of of being on the top, working the ground, or working clinches and reversing them a lot, and then staying on the outside and pawing at him a lot. I think he wins. But if he tries to play jujitsu game from the bottom, if he tries to stand at range with Brunson, Brunson, I th- I just don't know if he can do it if he does those things. I think I think what Justin's saying is that if Anderson Silva wants to win, he has to have a very not entertaining fight. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> honestly that's exactly what I'm saying. Like right. he has to have a smart fight, and I think at this point, after losing to Bisping and you know all the other stuff he's gone through, I think that he will play it smart. He has to. He has to regain a little bit of that glory, and he doesn't need to have a flashy victory to do that. Right. I mean, being on the other end of DC's beatdown, you know, a weight class up, coming off the couch, and then being on the other end of Michael Bisping's greatest win, (laughs) probably. I mean, the Luke Rockhold thing was great, but I think the Anderson thing might have been a bigger deal in retrospect. Yeah. Um, I just really don't like Luke Rockhold, so I, I like that one more. Because I like Anderson Silva. I don't like seeing him lose, man. I like Luke Rockhold a little bit, but I, I, I do like watching him lose. I think, you're, <laughs> I think you're thinking of Angelico and getting them confused because they're twins. Oh, they do. They are, they are very pretty white men, aren't they? Yeah, because we, bo- we all love Angelico. Like, he's, he's the best. Hey, they're South African. They are. Yeah. Um, there's also going to be a rare crop. Crocodile sighting at this UFC. Jacare is, is popping up to take on Boch, um, the Barbarian. I think uh, <laughs> I think this is a squash match. I, I don't see Jacare doing anything but destroying Tim Boch. I think Tim Boch is a really good mid-card guy, but um, Jacare is on the next level. But yet, this is the thing with Jacare. This is what we get fights like every year. He'll come demolish some mid-tier guy and somehow won't ever find himself in the, the title picture. It's like, I feel like he he's at odds with creative. He's got heat with somebody in creative, <laughs> except it's not wrestling. But that's you know, what it feels like. It does, because I, I, I don't see him in big fights very often when he's the fucking man. But I, I do got to say, Tim Bosch, the barbarian, if he loses this fight, He's going to have to start calling himself the Destroyer instead. And yes, that's a Conan reference. Oh, man. Part two. But then if he has a comeback, can he be Conan the King? Maybe. Or he can be the shitty remake if he loses the comeback. You know what I'm saying? Like Arnold has to make that movie now, right? I mean, like, Apprentice hasn't done all that great. You know, he's he's battling with Trump. Like, there'd be too much life left in the Terminator series. He's got to go make Conan the King, right? I might know a little too much, but I don't think it's going to happen now. They're busy making video games with fucking swinging dick physics. I don't know if you guys saw the Conan MMO, but um, so like character creation shows the characters crucified on the tree of woe. Mm-hmm. And um, but with no clothes. So if you're a dude, that means, hey, there's a dick size slider for creating your character, first of all. But not only that, but when you give when you make Virgil, it's swinging in the breeze. It's amazing. I, I, I don't I, know if that's awesome or the grossest thing ever. I messaged my friends with um, that works in the office with those guys and uh, sent him the article and said, tell them nice work from me. 
Um, okay, is, so then I guess it's cool. This is what I need to be associated with the Conan franchise that people give me shit for loving because it's all half-naked dudes all the time. Now it's fully naked dudes with their dicks swinging around. Good times. Well, I mean, it, it's no worse than watching Spartacus. Good Lord. Or wrestling. Uh, Spartacus yeah. and this are worse than wrestling. <laughs> I mean, depending on you know, where you're standing when cage comes out. Um, oh, moose knuckles. I'm not a machine. I'm a moose knuckle. <laughs> can you say that on the internet? I'm pretty. I'm pretty All I know is, is that, that if I you're sitting ringside at PWG, he gets on the ring post and he throws a moose knuckle on your face. Yeah, that was a little, I was regretting the front row seats. Yeah. Maybe um, you guys need to buy cheaper seats next time. Maybe. Standing room, yeah. way in the back, way in the back where fucking nuts can't reach your face. It's funny that Lucha Underground actually photoshops the moose knuckle out and their pictures of Cage. It's finding that you know enough about his moose knuckle to know that it's photoshopped because I have I never s- noticed <laughs> this before. I've never had this problem. Hey, I hope poor Rob doesn't have to do that shit. I hope it's like an intern or something. They they hired they go like on Fiverr or someone and they give some like Indian child five bucks. Shop <laughs> out shop out this moose knuckle, my son, and then <laughs> that sounds like one of those jobs you get from Amazon Mechanical Turks named after fucking Byron because he runs internet sweatshops. <laughs> yeah, Byron. Um, no, it's uh, I just made it up. All right, let me get the, the last one. I'm not going to talk about all the undercard ones, but um, my boy, Glover Teixeira, tap yeah. out alumnus, versus Jared Cannonier. Glover versus. Did that, did that go through that time, Jared Cannonier? It did. It did. The, the killer gorilla. The dude is a fucking beast. Like, this is basically, to me, the fight for for who gets to be the gatekeeper at 205, which is not an envious position. But Killer Gorilla is the the one of the best fucking names, and I feel like they should have given him more squashes first, just so they could sell some merch. But you know, it's fucking Reebok, so who gives a shit, right? Never mind, fucking Reebok. Hold on one sec. So you so you think Jared over Glover? Um, no, 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 no. I think Glover's gonna kill him, and I think they should have given him some squash matches before this. So that they could sell Kill a Gorilla t-shirts and I could buy one. But no one's going to want to buy a t-shirt of someone who gets Glover's fist through their face. Um, hold on one sec here. Byron, talk to Casey because I just got an email from somebody that I need to reply to. Okay. Hey, so, Casey, I'm going through the MMM show hashtag right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing my old um, tweets from WWE 2K17. Right now I'm wearing the Billy Gunn shorts with your face on the crotch and I'm beating up Alberto. Not Del Rio, Alberto, our, our, our friend from Lucha Underground. Oh, fucking DJ Alberto, the fucking rules. Alberto Muerto. Alberto Muerto. And right now I'm sledgehammering him after a match. That's uh, not very nice. He's a good dude, man. I fucking love well, him with sledgehammer. It fucking... It fucking W with a hammer, bro. Come on. We had some back and forths. Oh, here's me. Oh, I just there's the there's the Kinshasa. Kinshasa. 
Ah. One of my favorite things was just to play late at night and then upload videos of me just destroying people I knew. That's the fun thing about Career Invasion, really. I haven't played the game in the longest time, dude. Fucking Yakuza 0 has taken over my game playing. Like, I can see right now that I have played 50 hours. I've had this game, like, a fucking week. Oh, I just power drove you outside, and I'm wearing the John Cena shirt with your face on it. Dude, you got to see that John Cena mask. It's fucking horrifying. If you go to trickortreatstudios.com, Oh my, he looks like fucking Michael Myers, dude. It wasn't intentional either. Like the other masks are so good and his is so creepy. Is it like the, like Bill Shatner? Like they use his mask, but they just painted it. Yeah. You know, they turned it inside out too, I think. But it's funny because Trick or Treat is selling the Shatner mask now too. So they have the rights to the original Captain Kirk mask that was turned into Michael Myers. People have been wanting it. Like, um, that the actual Captain Kirk mask from Don Post Studios goes for a shitload of money because it wasn't exactly a good seller. Because like, say you're buying a Star Trek mask, right? You're gonna want yes. like a cool fucking alien, or at the very least, Spock. You're not gonna want Captain Kirk. No, so they didn't really. A lot of them didn't get ordered, and so because people were buying like the Gorn and shit like that, and um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, man. I know a little too much about masks right now. That's probably scaring some of the listeners. Yeah, what else do you know about masks? Uh, hey. Hey, what's up? And the room comes to a screeching halt. We're talking about you, swear. Well, what what were you guys talking about? Go ahead and tell the man what exactly came to a screeching halt, because I think you may have just saved a lot of listeners. We were talking, he was about, talking masks. about masks, and I was yeah. looking up the MMM show hashtag and ignoring him. There was this. Uh, there's a John Cena mask that just came out. That's horrifying. Uh, now we're gonna go through it again. Oh jeez, yeah. John Who? Cena. I, th- I thought you can't you see John Cena. <laughs> hey, they never they, heard of him. With, uh, they got a Macho Man out and a and a Roddy Piper that's fucking amazing. So it's like. <laughs> okay. I'm more of a a Piper guy. (laughs) It's a good mask. It's a little, it's a little weird looking. He looks a little bit like Rodney Dangerfield and like Roddy Piper's baby, but it it passes. A little like Michael Myers from the old Halloween movies. I'm guessing. That's what I was telling these guys. The John Cena looks like almost exactly. (laughs) It's terrifying. Uh, except the hair. Sorry to reference a, a forty-year-old movie, but uh, you know somebody will get it. I, I used to enter right. Halloween. Yeah, people. maybe some of us forty-year-olds. <laughs> I'm twenty-five, but I still get it. Okay, good. Dude, we went to high school twenty-five years ago. What are you talking about? Whatever. Uh, oh, that's I was out of college twenty-five years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, there are a bunch of young. So stuff. anyway, so what's going what do you on, guys brother? What what do we want to know, or what can what can you tell us that we want to know? Those are two separate questions, I think. Oh, um, it's crazy in Lucha Land these days, isn't it? It is mm-hmm. probably. Uh, you know, I, you know. I was gonna say it's probably crazier for you than it is for me, but I don't know. When I open up my DMs these days, I'm like, no, it's pretty crazy in general. Actually, oh, I, I, I welcome I welcome the Lucha craziness because it gives me like. Uh, 45 minutes away from the real craziness that's happening in the world today that I'm also connected with. 
And so uh, I, I welcome the break uh, away from my newsfeed um, just to take my mind off of our impending doom. Okay, so uh, let, let's play a little game called Correct Me If I'm Wrong. How about that? Because mm. maybe that's the easiest way to figure out what, what we're actually curious about. Okay. Um, can, we, can we do a Correct Me If I'm Wrong about Netflix? Sure. All right, so, so here's, here's what, what, what I've seen happen, and you can correct whatever of this that you are at liberty to okay. correct. Um, a little podcast that's out mm-hmm. there who, that I won't even mention, I'm not even going to put them over, but reported that not only was the Netflix deal done, mm-hmm. but that it would be released on February 15th. And then lots Correction. of other... Oh, okay, correct Uh-oh. me if I'm wrong. There, there was never a date given for the release. Um, I can tell you that, that there, was a, uh, there is a deal in the, you know, the long and short of it is, is that the, our, our long Netflix drought will be over. Um, but it's a lot of material and, uh, it's, uh, um, the delivery process and the QC process and, you know, they kick back shows that maybe don't have the, the, the right specs, you know, there's a, there's a back and forth when anyone, you know, and I come from a post-production world and I was a post-production supervisor for a number of years. And, you know, there's a, there's a lag time from when you deliver material to when it actually makes air. And, um, um, we're a little bit in that world right now. Um, net, you know, people want to think they know things that they don't necessarily know. And I would tell you that, uh, and if it doesn't come from, um, the L Ray network or the L Ray networks, uh, social media sites or, uh, directly from, uh, Dorian Rodon or myself, or maybe Krista Joseph, that it's not that reliable. Um, it, it's usually secondhand, you know, it's, it's somebody heard something from somebody. So the long and short of it is, is yes, we'll be on Netflix soon. Um, the, the date has not been announced because I don't know that it's, um, officially, uh, been made by Netflix. So, uh, February 15th. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that all our materials will be delivered by then, but whether they'll be able to get it, um, you know, and I think they roll out new, new shows every two weeks or something like that. I think they do a, um, so I don't yeah, know, but they, they also usually announce at the end of the month, what yes. that two week cycle for the following month is going to be. And because right. we weren't on, we weren't on that announcement. I wouldn't expect us to be in the, February 15th, but I don't want anybody to look at that and say, uh, oh, we've been taken for a ride again. You know, that's not the case. The date was never announced by anybody, myself or anybody included. Um, it's really just a matter of um, delivering the materials to Netflix and then them taking the time to put it through their QC and then load it on their multiple platforms. Um, now, I'm not privy to, you know, I'm sure that the questions that are going to start rolling in is, is this going to be on Netflix Australia? Is this going to be on Netflix UK? Is this going to be on Netflix Canada? I don't know the exact territories, but I do believe that it's multiple. And I think that um, um, the, also the season one original Spanish episodes will be available too. So that's a cool thing. Well, oh, nice. Now, with, uh, with Hugo, uh, Hugo, um, and uh and vamp doing the uh, spanish commentary which i actually watched a ton of because on time warner cable uh back when it was time warner cable and it was carrying el raid when those two yes. things were actually happening um the on-demand versions that were on there are only the ones in spanish 
They didn't yeah. have the English ones yeah. at first on their replays. So I would go back with like, I missed an episode of Lucha Underground. I was, I was actually watching them in the Spanish version. It was awesome. It was fun. And those are the season ones. We, for season two, we didn't do original Spanish versions, um, but we did for season one. And I know those will be available. And if you haven't heard uh, Hugo call uh, a wrestling match, it's, it's worth the effort. Even if you don't speak Spanish, he, he's able to tell the story, uh, uh, whether you speak Spanish or not, it's worth it. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but, uh, Netflix Canada actually tweeted at me and Lucha blog that they were going to release it on the 15th of February in Canada. But but then I I think, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe somebody in Canada was just off. I think Netflix is, a, is a, you know, it's sort of a, it's, its own sort of entity. It sort of goes on its own time rules, and, and it acts like a network with these big, you know, press release rollouts and stuff like that. They kind of they do things kind of their own way, and it's effective. Um, and uh, I don't know. Hey, let me know on the 15th, but, but as far as I know, that date, uh, somebody pulled out of thin air. And, and and everybody took it as gospel truth. I, I don't think that that's accurate. Um, but I, I do know that the Netflix is going to happen. I'm kind of losing you a little bit there, Eric, but let me see if you can hear you me. Mean, I said, I, I said um, it's just basically, yes, it's happening, um, but I've never heard February 15th is the date that it's here. Gotcha. Um, so you guys heard it from Eric. Yeah, your, your connection was breaking up a little bit, Eric. You're still there a little bit. 50-50. Yeah. So let me try this. Let me ask you, uh, again, we'll play, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, licensing (laughs) in general. There's uh, basically AAA through Lucha Libre FMV LLC has licensed to MGM Factory Made El Rey Network the rights to use the character IPs basically for the characters they were sending up to you guys from Mexico. Is that accurate? Just starting there. Did I totally lose Eric (laughs) on the most complicated question of all time? How convenient. (laughs) You gotta love modern technology, y'all. Can you hear me now? Yes. 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 You were in the middle of a really good question. (laughs) Well, so it was, it was a complicated statement so just correct me correct me if i'm wrong with this statement triple a through lucha libre fmv llc has licensed to mgm factory made el rey the producers of lucha underground the rights to use the ips the intellectual property of characters that they were sending from triple a to lucha underground (coughs) um is that basically how you guys got the rights and the abilities to use the AAA characters? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we have their, um, you know, and, and this is when it gets into this IP law, know that I'm not smart enough to go to law school. So I, 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 I'm clearly just kind of um, explaining our working arrangement and not any contractual uh, uh, precedence that it's, that it's good enough about. because I don't think anyone else talking about it has even as much of an idea as you do. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- there is a there. Yes, we, we do use the uh, the the AAA IP that we want to use. <coughs> However, for the TV show, we have separate contracts with the guys than the AAA contracts. So, um, 
you know, there's plenty of guys on our show that have contracts with um, MGM that don't necessarily have a contract with AAA. And, you know, I think that it works well that way in that I look at who do I have under contract and are those guys that are under my contract, are they um, honoring my contract? And as long as the answer is yes, I don't get involved in all the rest of it. Um, so, so I feel like, you know, our, our TV show, you know, and granted we have, we have overlap with the principals and the people who are on the um, LLC uh, board of directors um, that are also involved in AAA and, and, or, you know, uh, and the parent company, the Lucha Libre FMB. Um, but, uh, um, you know, I, my job as the showrunner of Lucha Underground is literally just to protect this little entity that is our weekly show on the LRA network. And whereas the things that go on around it do affect me and the people that are coming in and out of AAA do affect me, but I look at my roster, my active roster is the people who are currently under contract. And, and that's, that's who I go with. And that's who uh, Chris and Chris write for. Um, and so, you know, as things flare up in, uh, in Mexico or here or whatever, if they haven't violated the contract with um, Lucha Underground, as far as I'm concerned, the next taping, they're showing up. They can come to work and it's cool, basically. Yeah. Now, now, does it, is it, uh, you know, are there things that, that have the potential to uh, disrupt that working? Of course. And everybody's sort of seen those things and knows what those things are, but, but um, you know, that's not my piece of the pie. You know, I I'm focused on the TV show and I'm focused on the performers uh, that are on the TV show. And if I call somebody and say, Hey, are you showing up for the taping? And they say, yes, that's all I care about. You know, if somebody shows up on, on another TV show, then they're going to have lawyers, you know, in the United States, then they're going to have lawyers all over them from MGM. Um, but, but as far as I'm concerned, honor the contract that you have with the TV show. And um, I don't have a problem with you, but you know, a lot of these guys have multiple deals and multiple contracts and they got to kind of figure it out. Um, you know, I think you have to look at each case as a, as an individual basis. And, you know, look, there's a, there's, there's a lot of, you know, wrestling bullshit going on. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and for sure, you know, there's people who are, you know, obviously trying to, to um, disrupt uh, the way that AAA does business and the way that Lucha Underground is, is, is doing. And, you know, I look at that as, you know, if you are succeeding and you are doing well and you are getting people's attention, you will have people who are out to get you and you will have people that are out to eat off your table and pull your people away. That just says you're doing the right thing in a lot of ways. You know, I think that, that, that that's just kind of um, – you know, a byproduct of getting attention. And, you know, we've, we, we've gotten a lot of attention. And so these people are going to come out of the woodwork and people are going to try and disrupt our, the way we're doing things. And, and, you know, I think in a lot of ways, um, the model that we have is so different that people probably, you know, there's probably some people that don't like it and that's fine. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we're, we're not, we don't have to be for everybody, you know, but we, we're trying to work 
a product that works on the LRA network. And I think we're, we're headed in the right direction. And certainly there's things that we're going to try and smooth out and we're trying to fix things up. And th- there is an effort being made right now to put some key players in place that can help connect the, the two arms of this thing. And then so that the hands can work together. And, and those are announcements that I'm not free to discuss, but you'll be hearing right. about them very soon. And it's, it's just basically putting in um, um, sort of boots on the ground that will work with the talent on both sides of the border and make sure that, that um, our Lucha Underground guys are being taken care of in Mexico and the Mexican guys are getting taken care of here in the States. And so, um, you know, I think we're all really trying to look at this as a, um, um, n- not a freelance situation, but we're trying to move it now to where our talent uh, feels like we are support- helping them and helping support them year round. And that's taken some work and that's really the hardest part. And that's the toughest part. Um, you know, people, you guys, you know, cause you work in TV, you don't expect to have a year round gig. You expect to do the, okay. And next year I've got three months on this show. And then I hear this one's coming back and I'm going to go do that. I'm going to go. And then and for a lot of ways, you know, that's kind of how we looked at it for the first season or two. Right. Uh, but now, I, mean, I was kind of trying to explain that too. Like during, yeah. during your hiatus, you may not even have the infrastructure to deal with some of this stuff because you don't have a full time staff. Like, there's nobody to call to answer some of these issues exactly. or to send out a press release or any of that stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and so, you know, that we're, we are uh, making, taking active steps to solve that issue and to uh, create more of a year round promotion and um, make sure that guys are, are, are getting, are, you know, we're helping our guys get work, you know, helping our guys stay busy. It does us no good if people are starving, between seasons, you know, mm-hmm. and if, if using our IP will help that, then we want to be a part of that. And um, I think we're really putting the, the steps in place uh, to make that happen. You know, we've get curveballs to run at us all the time, but, but uh, um, you know, we understand that, uh, um, that, that people need to, to work year round and, and, and whatever we can do to help that we will. Which is awesome. And, I, you know, I've been watching people's dates and stuff and stuff is filling up. And other than, you know, some of the crazy things going on um, or some in Mexico Havoc. and whatnot. What's up? What's on a Havoc? He broke his leg. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I did saw he? That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think he posted a picture of his x-ray or something. It looked pretty bad. But um, that guy... He, I, if there's anyone who's going to bounce back quickly, it's going to be Matt. He, he, yeah. he lives like mm. the Spartan existence. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't, all he does, you know, he's, he walks around with this Tupperware of food and he doesn't drink. He doesn't have any bad habits and he works out eight hours a day. And he's, you know, he's, um, if there's anybody who's built to bounce back, uh, it'll be Matt. I think. Well, this might be shitty to say, but this could have been the dead middle of the season. And that would have been way worse, right? I wasn't about. I would never say that because I, you <laughs> know. But, but but it was like when PJ broke his ankles. I think I was like, oh. "Hey, you got a nice long stretch to recover here, buddy. You're not going to miss a paycheck from us." <laughs> and and uh, I would say the same thing to Matt. Uh, like Matt, you'll you'll by the by the end of summer, you'll be you know good to go, and uh, you won't have to have you wouldn't have missed out on a full season because. Probably if we'd stayed with our original, um, what we thought we were going to shoot, we'd be just getting underway with season four. So he would have missed a big chunk of that, if not all of it. So, um, you know, that's a silver lining for him. Yeah. Okay. So five thirty one seventeen is in fact, the date it's going to be back on the air. Is that correct? I saw that on the L Ray, 
uh, Twitter feed, so I'm calling that gospel. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is how you. This is how you get actual. Is that Bam's birthday? It's Bam's it birthday. Oh, Happy see, that could have just been a big birthday party announcement. But I think I saw DJ also say that that was probably the the return date too. But I. But see again, before I actually say that, I wanted to to see from one of the actual people who would possibly know. I, I I'd heard that date before that was posted, so I know there's some validity to it now. <laughs> that's good. That's early summer. I mean, a lot of us were like, I was yeah, feeling like it. All signs were pointing great. to the yeah. the week after July fourth, like you know the twelfth or something. I was like, yeah. look, you know, there's not been an official announcement, so maybe they. I guess they could change it, but I don't think they will. I think I think it's probably what I discussed a couple of weeks ago when I was on talking about their other new shows they want to roll out. Um, uh, that's still my theory. I don't know. But my guess is is this, the, 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 the end of our season will be connected with the beginning of those seasons. Well, and it seems to fit, too, because that's post-sweeps time, and they're not yeah. a network that they, really they, should they, be concerned they, with they, sweeps they anyway. They really look at the ratings at this point, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, and, and I've seen stuff out there from Rodriguez himself talking about ratings, about how that's not the way to build the network right now, especially when he was talking about Dust Till Dawn and other things. Like... That's not really the model for what they're trying to do. They need the cult following. They need the the base. They need mm -hmm. those core numbers first, regardless. To me, it's got an avid cult following, which is what you want to be your base level and build upon, even if the number is wherever. Yeah, and it, you know, and it's like the lamest thing, TV thing to say, but it's like they're trying to build a brand, you know, and they're trying, and they're still trying to figure out who they are, you know, and and um, certainly it would be too narrow of a description to say they're a wrestling channel. Cause that's not, that's not accurate. Right. Um, oh, so the other thing with Netflix, just season one and two, right? Uh, Is yeah. there a deal in place for season three um, that you can mention, or do you think it no, will end but, up there? But, uh, but I, I think that's, I think that, I think that's probably more, um, uh, from our side that, you know, we can't deliver season three cause we're not done with season three. Right. So, you know, we're still editing season three. So usually these things are delivered, you know, seasonally. Um, so my guess is, is that there will be a, 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 an additional deal for season three. Now, hopefully season one and two do so well that we can, you know, get a better deal for season three. Right. Um, which is what the other reason why I was uh, talking, telling a friend of mine that they probably don't want to sign away the rights to the future thing. If all of a sudden, you know, it takes off even bigger and better. Yeah, we're, wanna... we're hopeful that, that I, I think that we're more optimistic about our Netflix audience than Netflix. I think Netflix is, you know, skeptical about, you know, getting into the, the, the wrestling game. But but um, I think they will be pleasantly surprised um, by by some of the the you know, the fan attraction to it. I and think it's a perfect cool. fit for, for them though, yeah. because they've said that they want to stay away from live sport. Yeah. It's that appointment viewing that fits that, that demographic still on Netflix. And this is a perfect way to do it with an actual scripted TV show that runs on a TV schedule, like all the other programming they run. But so they don't have know, to deal with live You know, sport. TV is all about buckets, you know, putting it in a bucket and this goes into the wrestling bucket, you know, and, and it's not, and I, and I, you know, I, it, but but it doesn't really have anything that you can you know try pitching a show in thirty seconds. It's pretty much <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't know how I would do it. Uh, so so I think that people will be pleasantly surprised um, by you know the the way that it crosses over into different subcultures and fan bases. Um, but you know let's let's just let it happen and let it happen and and let our fans get behind it and support it and um, you know I'm I'm pretty hopeful. 
So, okay, here's some question. Here's a question that I know you actually know the answer to, whether you'll tell us or not. So you okay. get to this midseason finale thing, and all of a sudden you've got to go on this hiatus, and you've got to like go out where you hadn't planned to go out in style. Yeah. Did you guys have to move around a bunch of stuff? Did it nope. crazy screw you? And then the second part of the question is: Have you edited that one match that we all know is going to be the match? Yeah, we, yeah from, it's still as awesome as we all remember it being. Which one? The one in Ultima Lucha? Yes, that one. Uh, we have not. We have oh not. my god! Um, you have to tell us if it's like as amazing as we all remember because it's been so that long it, now. But I haven't seen it since then either. Um, oh, what did I watch today? Well, I, 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 uh, well, I, I haven't announced that one multiple week thing that goes on. Um, but that person you're talking about in that multiple week thing that goes on uh, is is so great. He's just yeah. fun. Man, he's awesome. Um, there, that, that thing really picks up some steam. That's where we are in the editorial process right now in the semifinals of that okay. week thing that you don't know about. I get uh, it. So, but that, that, that puts you guys pretty far along. So you guys, you guys, but just still some work left to do then. You, so you guys are working. Yeah, I think, I, saw, I think today was, uh, I watched uh, 20, either 20, 29 maybe, 27, 29. So I still have three more months. Uh, of of post and then um, we on let's say I think a three twenty eight we online tomorrow, um, so so we still yeah we still have. But dang, that means you're going to hit uh, a one hundredth episode in this season. That's yeah. going to be a pretty big deal, huh? Oh, we made a big deal out of it when we taped it. Yeah, it, yeah. A, yeah thanks for giving so me. I you guys some t-shirts, t-shirts don't I? <laughs> yeah, Not yeah. me. I was there. I got I, a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I need I one. Thanks to uh, our friends at Cricket. They uh, paid for those uh, 100th episode. Cricket's done right by us as Lucha. I coughed on a pizza and got me sick, and I couldn't go. Uh, it was I treated them to a meal for a podcast, and then they blame me for getting sick. Okay, so so to, to, to sum it up, I, and I don't want to take up too much of your time because you were gracious enough to come on, even though Thank we just you. had you on a few weeks ago but like so many questions came up between now and then it was like oh my god we have to beg and plead eb dub to come back and maybe help make some heads or tails of this because i can't answer these questions like and the thing is the stuff i've been saying is not far from what you're saying but i don't i don't work for the company i don't know these things for fact any more than that little podcast that reported that wrong date yeah um you know but at the same time I, I understand this world a little bit more because this is more of a TV show than a wrestling show. But yeah. so do you have a good feeling um, about your returning roster for when you come back for season four? Like, do you feel like the? I know, I know there are individual issues, but do you feel strong? I mean, honestly, look, the, the honest reality is fans are worried. Fans want to know if they're going to see Pentagon and Phoenix and Jack Evans and Sexy Star. Um, that's just the honest reality of the question. I know you can't answer specifically. I will say this. But I have no reason to think that th- when we start shooting Lucha Underground again in the in the late summer, early fall, I have zero reason to think that those guys won't be there. Great. And if you do have reason, please come back and tell us. Like, no, no, we're totally firing this dude because he's a Jack. We were, so we're, we're, planning, we're, we're planning that they will be there. Um, they have a contract. They have a contract uh, um, with with MGM for American Television, and this is you know this is the show where they can perform on American Television, and we expect them to honor it. Now uh, there are some guys that are that are maybes that were maybes before this, right? Yeah, and there are some yeah. contracts that are up, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so we but can- but really, you know, I mean, everyone's talking about the 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 Trevor one, you know. Yeah. 
and, okay. and the, I'm not, I'm not going to really talk about that one. Um, but, but look, you know, that was the big one, but, uh, you know, Johnny Mundo still, still got another year with us and we've got other people that are, you know, extended. We, 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 we have a core with which to work from and we have some new people that, um, um, we're trying to bring in and, um, mm. you know, we will, we will, we will do well. Oh, I can't wait to see the new people. This is going to be so much fun. Um, I want to say, well, officially, congratulations on the Netflix thing, because we haven't talked to you mm -hmm. since it's been official at any point in time. And there's all this damn rigmarole about it. We should be just celebrating in the joy of the fact that there is a Netflix deal. You're hearing it from one of the people who actually works for the damn company. There's a Netflix deal. This is awesome. Well, I, I mean, I'm unofficially announcing it. But, but, but still, like, <laughs> when do we get the Netflix are, you know, shirts? I, I did I have them. I don't even know that this thing is the Netflix thing, man. That's like giving birth to an elephant. I mean, don't they don't don't they have like uh, two years uh, gestation periods or something like that? That's what it feels like. Well, it's true. I mean, you've been carrying around the question forever. It was like, you know, I think the first Lucha Underground show I came to people were like, oh, this shit might be on Netflix. Soon. It, it, no Netflix. It's going to Hulu. And <laughs> That's it's it, it, yeah, it's it's been it's been a, a long uh, ordeal and it's tough when you have big companies that have a lot of different divisions and a lot of different uh, uh, interests around the world. I mean, that's really been the big part of it is, is that, you know, how do you how do you put together a deal that's, uh, you know, North America or Latin America or Europe or Spanish speaking or what? I mean, there's so many different platforms now. And, uh, you know, we've got MGM and, and then we've got AAA and we've got the LLC and we've got all these people that have a piece of it and getting them all to agree on, 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 uh, the same thing at the same time. Um, you know, it, it, it they've, they've looked at this deal a hundred different ways and let's just be glad that it's finally here. I, I am 100% glad now. Hope it brings some, some cash inflow and some, you know, more. It's all about the eyeballs. All about eyeballs. The well, and I yeah. agree because, I mean, I feel like it's easier for a guy like me who likes the product that now my cousin, who's a huge wrestling fan, won't even listen to the podcast because he doesn't watch enough Lucha Underground to know what we're talking about because he doesn't get it on his cable carrier. And so it's like, dude, go watch this and this yeah. match. Yeah. Give me one hour of your time, two hours of your time. You'll be listening to every episode of this. You'll be watching every episode of the show. Like, And I know him. He's a huge comic book fan. He's always been a wrestling fan. Like, he'll watch Total Divas. Like, there's no way that he shouldn't be watching, oh. you know, something better with that hour of his life. Come on. Yeah. You know, but... I know. I've, I've played, I've played uh, matches off the YouTube channel at work because... Yeah. That, and, but that doesn't give you the full picture, you know. That's... Uh, that's so, uh, when, when it comes on to Netflix, I'm just going to have it go on full time in the office. I like so, that. Just, like when yeah, we wait in line and Brings me to another question. I was supposed to ask Eric from Mifloaf, I think, a long time ago. What happened to the to the Lucha Underground gifts on the on the social media? Yeah. They stopped doing the. Was that too much of the show that they were giving away? Well, oh, or do you not oh. even know? Oh, oh, it. you know what it is. Um, we have new people, new people at social. Um, uh, we had a guy who did an amazing job, Yoni. Um, uh, who uh, got his green card uh, finally? <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> Congratulations! And, uh, Hopefully, he's still so here. He, and so he went on a vacation. 
vacation back to Israel to visit his family. I guess he hadn't seen his family in like five or six years. So he's gone for a few months. And I think he was looking to now, now work in a different company and do different things. And he'd done a great job. Um, he handled all the social pieces at, at the, from the El Rey side. Um, and uh, we have, he's left the company and we have a new person coming in and I think it's just about getting him up to speed and all that. See, so. and this is, uh, this is also like clarifies so much to me about what is going on with the Lucha Underground thing. I can't tell you the, the crazy five or six conspiracy theories that were out there just from the fact that the social media tweets changed. Like the sky uh, was falling yeah. on Lucha Underground because all of a sudden there was no gifts. Uh, no, just a different, like different. I just got a green card and went on vacation, guys. That's yeah. it. That's the whole explanation. Yeah, he's the guy who's done it since the very beginning. This guy Yoni and and uh, um, uh, he, yeah, got his green card and uh, left El Rey. Wants to go do something different. He'd been there since the beginning of the network and. And so I think they've hired some new people in and it's just, I think, getting them up to speed. But um, but uh, that's uh, all we'll mention that they should get. You're right. We really. Uh, well, those were popular. Look, it's as long as they keep retweeting me and, and Mil Machetes and CJ De Niro and these guys in the last real heels, we'll, we'll all be happy. Uh, I won't for- be happy. I like seeing myself as a gift. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Camera whore. Okay, Eric. So here's my here's my last okay. question. It's a tough one. Have you your any trademarks for any wrestler names this week? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a dick. I have yes, to ask. Oh, uh, I don't know anything about that. Um, that's not that's not uh, that is not uh, anything that uh, that um, that I am aware of. That I saw that and did a double take myself. So I don't know anything about that. Just like, like th- there, there's there's plenty there's plenty I can say about it editorially that I will I'm sure rant about. And I mean, look, I would love to off camera just tell you um, some of the bullshit shenanigans <laughs> that are going on uh, from people outside of uh, uh, of of our group towards our group. Um, but I'm sure you can probably connect the dots and know who the uh, players are in that. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's just wrestling garbage. You know, it's uh, um, I love him, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, merch, is merch coming along, too? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I know what you're, how you feel about merch. I know how Casey feels about merch. And I know Byron wants a replica belt, like, tomorrow. I need shiny cries about it every day. It's getting... No, mean. no, no. Well, that now falls yeah. back under um, uh, Dorian's uh, new new job description. So... Um, he's doing that. I, you know, AAA does a good job with their merch down in Mexico. Um, they've got all the supply chains in place down there, and I think they're just looking to expand it uh, once they get up here. Hopefully, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think we need better, better stuff. I, we just want better, more of it, and the availability. Availability. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of money left on the table. Honestly, that yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to see you guys or the workers miss out on it's like damn i know that there's at least a cool hundred in my pocket that i would have spent on shit by now yep yep and that's you, that's you, money you guys could have for the product and i would like to mail to, to me and <laughs> i'll distribute it trust me oh we'll we'll send it in the mail right along with the mmm show shirts that we got <laughs> for you I'm Wait, we actually do have those, Justin. those shirts exist on like the hundred dollars um there might be a hundred dollars in my pocket somewhere for Lucha Underground, but I want to buy something cool. I want to buy, you know. I, I want. How, how do I get one of those uh, Pinche Rudo t 
t-shirts, then I, <laughs> how do I get one of those? Oh, Last Real Heels. Butcher Last Real Heels. No, that's was not you got that. That's the bad. other podcast. That's the other. No, it's the Butcher guy. What is his name? Uh, Butcher. No, but yeah, he did it for J-Man. He committed. Yeah, but the heels sell it on their on their uh, pro wrestling tees thing. See, that's the one I want. I want that. Pro wrestling tees. Uh, oh, use the code. Oh, ours aren't good enough. No, no shields. Call their shirt garbage to no. our face. <laughs> Hardly. Hey, Justin, take those shirts that you're holding on to and just flush them down the toilet. You guys I'm are say, so I'm, I'm saving up for the hot tub guy's t-shirt. That's the one. <laughs> I, have, I thought he changed his name to hot tub guy. Now that was my option and called him hot dog guy on Lucha Underground. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm trademarking that shit right now. How how has he been? How is Sean? <laughs> I haven't seen him at shows because I haven't been going to shows, but he's Sean. still <laughs> in the audience. Uh he's a good dude. I like Sean. The Lucha Click is full of good dudes, man, including the heels and their shirt that you can find <laughs> at Pro Wrestling Tees. Use Product code what? LR Heels? No, right? I don't think you can use the product code at their own T-shirt store. You can't. And we can't be shilling people's product codes when no one will give us a product code. That's not how you get a product code, Justin. <laughs> I'm to, terrible at to, this. I'm a podcasting <laughs> hack. You guys, we know need that. to buy more followers for the show account. Then we. Where's our me undies sponsorship, Justin? I need some uh, underpants. I'm working on Boneyard Brewery. I figured since you didn't drink that Byron and I should at least enjoy the show. Hey, you know what? If I don't drink, then can they send me some underwear? Oh, God. They'll send you some mm-hmm. some underwear made up beer. But, Eric, thank you for clearing up so many, many things. Um, Open hell. It did. You know, I'll be back in two weeks to clean up all the stuff <laughs> that I told you that was incorrect today. Yeah. No worries. And we'll, and we'll be here, you know, and we'll be trying to explain how TV works compared to the wrestling business for people until the end of time, apparently, because no matter how many times we say it, people are just like, no, no, it's all a word. As soon as I go on record saying something, it always changes. So, you know, (laughs) who knows? We'll see. But thanks for uh, keeping us, you know, talking about it. And, um, Look, uh, when, when it's finally on Netflix, let's all breathe a big sigh of relief. We'll have a yeah. giant viewing party. And dude, if it, it if it does pop up on my Netflix on February 15th, I Great. will be so happy. It's technically it's possible. I mean, I, I do think that, that it may, it, you know, there's a possibility. I just don't think it's likely knowing what I know about the delivery schedules and stuff. I concur. Okay. <laughs> All right, Thank guys. you so much, Eric. Super Great duper appreciate it. Good seeing you guys. Take care. Cheers. Watch, yeah. watch the finale of Celebrity Apprentice on Monday. Oh, you know I will. Mm-hmm. I am I am like this, waiting <laughs> for it. But I can't talk about it because that would be stealing the heels gimmick because they're the ones supposed to be talking about it on their show. This and how come days. they've never called me to to talk about it? I, those guys, they're, they're big time in me now. No, uh, no. They, they're going to they're gonna hit you up tomorrow to come on the show next week and talk about the finale. Uh, okay. Well, they have my number. They know how to do it. <laughs> All right. All right. You heard it here. Heels get on the shit. Get on, Eric on the show talking time. about his other show. It's not big timing, man. All right, All right brother. See you guys. Thank you. Right, Thank you. I fucking love that guy. Like legit. Shut up. PC. I mean, I, I fucking hate you, Byron, but I love <laughs> Eric Van Wagner. And I know people think that we're crazy and like, we're not trying to know something that to be cool or whatever. It's just like people just don't get Lucha Underground because it's a TV show. It wasn't a wrestling promotion first. You you heard what the man was talking about. Like they're trying to 
do more things to make it into a wrestling promotion just to keep workers happy because they were never set up that way. They hired these guys as actors. They licensed intellectual property. They wrote a great TV show. They edited an awesome TV show. They're trying to distribute an awesome TV show on a Netflix. That's the stuff that they're worried about because they're a TV show. Right. They're it's like Ring of Honor. Justin, because as someone that kind of has, like I absorb a lot of wrestling knowledge and it's stuck up here. It's hard to look at things differently than a wrestling fan standpoint when you're coming at it. And, it, and it's not just the fans. It's the people that analyze wrestling for a living as well that falter a little bit on the TV thing. And I don't mean that as like a harshness or to be a dick or anything. It's just that they're coming from a different world. And as wrestling fans, you're trained to absorb all this knowledge of all these promotions that have happened and memorize that. And this is different than fucking all of them. Yeah, but some, but but as you see, some of that is coming into play. Just like he said, some of the wrestling bullshit right. world is coming into it. You do yeah. have guys jumping ship, um, and I am going to talk about that stuff. I'm going to give you my opinions now. Opinions, by the way, opinions, not facts. I'm sure Casey will give you some of his opinions. You didn't come here just for the news because we're not really even a news site. We're we're a news source of any kind. We're normally here to just entertain you with our ridiculous thoughts about stuff as fans ourselves. So we're still going to do that, even though we had some real news there for a minute. going to put back on my wrestling fan cap, my Lucha Underground hat, and be a fan for a minute. So the wrestling bullshit part of what's going on right now is kind of what I want to get into. And the first place I want to start, because I, I kind of know where I know you want to get to, Case, and probably where Byron wants to get to, too. But what I want to talk about is the old school AAA jumps. When Conan and all those guys left for ECW and then jumped from ECW to WCW, it was a different thing than um, La Rebellion jump. Those guys had some place to jump to. Now, given ECW wasn't necessarily the biggest jump in the world, but it was it was solid. They were running a lot of shows. It was getting, you know, good underground publicity. And this was before you could really make a big indie tour jump and hit all the indies. So you wanted to have that focal point, right? And then you jump to WCW because they've got major television. Works there. They pay on time. They're not Heyman. What whatever Polly was dealing with at the time to get by. I think one thing you're missing is promo Azteca here too, because that's a big a big part of it. But because um, that's yeah. what the crash is. But I don't want it to be. But promo Azteca went down in flames. And that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Is okay. So leaving AAA part for, you know, Daga Garza, Phoenix, Pentagon, whatever. I get it. Okay, you're not happy for some reason or another. There's no argument I'm going to make that's going to say whatever the working conditions were, were fine or that you were always getting paid on time or not, though I've heard that some guys in this group were and some weren't. That, right. that even within this group, they don't even have all the same reasons for jumping, but they all have their reasons. Fine. Mm. I'm not going to question anybody's reasons. You feel like you got to do something with your employer, whatever. But what I'm going to say is you're making a jump but where are you making a jump to? And please don't yeah. think I'm criticizing Conan. Like I listen to his podcast every week. I have mad respect for Conan. I think he's a creative genius. I love what he's doing. All the stuff that he's bringing to the crash is awesome. But at the same time, how, how many shows is he running? Right. How much money does he have to pay these guys? He's not running pay-per-views. He doesn't have TV distribution. He's running a super cool 
you know, five times a year Indy in Tijuana. It, it grabs a headline and you talk about it for a month and then they'll do another show. And cool. If your boys are going to jump anyway, you should be like, dude, if you guys are really going to get out of there anyway, like do it right before I do my show and I can at least give you the rub. And maybe that's what happened. But if they're drinking the Kool-Aid on there being something bigger to it than that, I don't know that that was necessarily the best choice. But again, I'm not them. I, this doesn't put food on my mm-hmm. table. So I, I can't tell you why why they're doing the jump other than the speculation that I've heard. And some of it's obvious because we're not talking about one guy wanting to jump. We're talking about a lot of people that sound like they're super cool with getting out of there. Yeah. And that does tell well, you something. Yeah. There's been a lot of people who made the jump and then there's been a lot of people who've sort of been pushed out and it's just, oh, there seems to be a fundamental uh, problem with how business has been done. This has and, happened you know, a numerous times and yeah. different people leaving for different reasons. Like when Antonio Pena died and Conan took over a lot of the people that were kind of like Pena gimmicks that, people use that more in a direct, like he was a genius at creating gimmicks, but he gets saddled with a lot of the like stripper gimmicks and the exotico gimmicks because he was a gay dude. And it's not really fair that that's like the legacy that he has in a lot of people's minds, but a lot of those characters Conan didn't want to use anymore. So they lost their jobs. And a lot of them were, you know, some of them were even relatives of Pena and lost their jobs. Because uh, and they didn't really lose their jobs. They just stopped getting booked and eventually said, fuck it, I'm gone. And um, it's like, you know, you saw that happen. Uh, but now you see Zoro leaving, who's been there forever, who's been super loyal. I find that more concerning than Pentagon and Phoenix leaving, who've only been there for a few years. And while they're my favorite wrestlers that have left... Zoro leaving is a fucking red flag in my opinion because he is someone that has been there forever. He's super loyal. He is always, you know, even when they don't use him for long periods of time, he comes back eventually and he's back on TV. I think that that's a big that scares me a little bit that it it's him leaving. Yeah, and and my question is again like where are they leaving to? What what are they leaving to go we to like I, I got it with those guys um, right. doing the the ECW jump in the W. It was like yeah they're leaving AAA to come be um, American wrestlers. Like is that what these guys are doing? That's not what Zoro's doing. No, um, a he's lot just of leaving because he's fed up. I mean that's a, lot a, of dudes that's a different think they thing. Can just work indies and get more dates, and that they can work around their own schedule more. And um. I mean, that's happened, you know, like, like Oz, one of my favorite wrestlers basically retired. Right. And like, he wasn't, and he left AAA and then he did a couple spot shows and kind of faded into obscurity. And then he started showing up on elite shows um, because they were only doing shit like once a month, like crash. And if even that and bringing in dudes, so maybe, Maybe it's worth it just to do indie shows and then get a big payday on one of these shows. If the payday's big, I don't fucking know. Um, Maybe. You know, you get exposure. Um, what were you going to say, Byron? Was there a question from the chat room or something? Miflo um, brought up in? that um, AAA guys can't go to Europe, really, unless they, I guess, give a cut. 
Um, but basically the deal, I mean, in the US, Pentagon's still doing, he's like the hottest indie act, but now he's able to go to Europe and do shows and, and make a lot of money over there. If at the beginning of Lucha Underground, they couldn't come to Lucha Underground without giving AAA a cut, but that went away. But I, I think it, yeah, I think in general, um, TD, TKD, yes. Randy yeah. uh, mentioned something about, mentioned to me that he doesn't think the guys, uh, he thinks the guys with masks have to give AAA a cut if it's a AAA owned mask character. Well, like, I mean, and, that's going to be the same thing with, with the LLC licensing yeah. out these gimmicks to these guys. I mean, they're not going to do it for, for, free but hopefully affordable to the point where the guys are still making money because they can hopefully command a higher price by using the gimmick or get more regular dates by using the gimmick and but see, we'll see but it's those guys I, i'm concerned about because like pentagon and phoenix you know they're having gimmick trouble but drago and aerostar if they tried to leave they'd be completely fucked because this is okay it. so that's aerostar well, but the thing is, it's it's can they still look the same? Can they wear similar? If that's not what I want to get to. To me, that's the whole point. So, what when you like these workers, what are you supporting? Are you supporting the gimmick? Or are you supporting the workers? And so, let's use Pentagon. Where did who created the gimmick? That's the real first question I think we have to ask about, and and we have to probably do this individually for each talent. Who created the Pentagon gimmick? I mean, it's well, it's Antonio Pentagon. Junior, it wasn't his yeah. gimmick, but he did take it to a slightly different place. Now, was that him that made it more of a skeleton original type Pentagon character? Was supposedly yes, that was one hundred percent him. Right. So he, he added add a little neck flap. What? Did he add the neck flaps. Yeah, um, I think so. No, or he, the juniors added it. Um. No. Uh, fuck. I want to say that. The juniors when octagon junior no. pentagon junior no original some of the other guys had neck flaps uh -huh. octagon well, has neck flaps there's a lot to his character and his catchphrase that he did create and i think when right when the whole just by coincidence when octagon junior went away twice you know that kind of brit that distances pentagon from the intended Okay. Original. Okay, so even then, I think we should clarify for people that Pentagon Junior. Uh, if you're counting all the Pentagons, including the minis, he's like the sixth, the fifth, or sixth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this wasn't a name he came up with. No. We have to. We just have to acknowledge that and say, look, he would not have been Pentagon anything had he not been given that gimmick. No, he was Dark Dragon, which I think he could cool. go back to. Because he's already got a fucking ninja gimmick. Well, Dark look, I'm, and he has and dragons I'm, on his mask, and I'm getting and I'm getting to that point, kind of. So, for, but I want to take it in order. Casey, I thought you said that um, the company before he, that he worked with before owned Dark Dragon. No, I don't think own it. he was just doing indies. Dark, Dark Dragon would be awesome, but I, it's just also the way he worked out his name is he gets to say Penta, which we're all used to, right. And then he gets to say his name like Penta, comma, El Cerro Miedo. Right, which the Cerro Miedo gets. Sells, you know. 
and it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but it gets the chant going. He goes, blah, 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 I'm Penta, El Cerro. Okay, so wait, wait. Uh, I I froze for a minute there, but let me get back on track here. What I was saying is, the first thing you acknowledge is he did not create the original gimmick. He is the the fifth, fourth or fifth of many Pentagons that have existed. He's Pentagon Junior, originally. Okay? Pentagon's not his. But aspects of the gimmick are his so the question becomes and then and then the real question is he never got over necessarily he was working his way up in AAA to it was clearly a top mid carder who was branching into the top of the card from time to time but right much, but much like lucha underground with the audience he was the most over guy and not getting right, it. but still not at the top of the card. He still right. wasn't. But as you saw some of the stuff they had planned for him recently and how they were using him, they they he was getting there. He had some great right. moments in the last two years in AAA. Um, dropping the belt to Mundo aside. So, but we're talking a top mid card guy there. Then he comes to Lucha Underground, and whether they expected it or not, like, and I went back and I read some old Lucha blog stuff where Lucha blog was kind of explaining who Drago Phoenix and Pentagon were. Yeah. And Pentagon was the third of the the three in the explanation. Right. You know, and it was like, this guy is one to watch, but he's not over yet. We'll see like real fans should dig it. And Lucha blog to his credit said this, what, two, three years ago was basically saying, Hey, watch Pentagon. This is the guy that's going to get over. Right, and he did. We were all we were all Pentagon's fucking awesome at everything he does, but he was just the guy that beat up Australian Suicide every week. That was yeah. it, back and forth. And Australian Suicide is still dope, in my opinion, because of that feud. Um, I still want to know whose dick he touched, but you know, some people heard that. So story. anyway, but he comes to Lucha Over Underground, and why do you think he gets over? Is it the backstage promo? Is that what really first did it for people? Is it the in-ring stuff? Like, why did he, why oh. did he get over in Lucha Underground? Was it DJ? Okay. Was the it second, him? No, dude. The second they started equating oh, the him Ar- with Ar- mythology is when I was on board. And the like, mythology, like, but how legit, much is like, that tied to? You know, you know what it was is it, he was winning and he was breaking people's arms every week until they fucked it up and had him lose to Sexy Star. Oh, he God. was protected and she doing tapped well. him out, bro. But what uh, I'm saying is, it's the gimmick. Yeah, it's the Those gimmick. Ideas. Like I, I love his work. Like he's a great fucking wrestler, and uh, and he connects it's, with the crowd. Yeah, a lot of the character work on Lucha Underground, either Lucha Underground or him, whichever brought to the table. I'm not the saying. Lucha Underground I'm not character. saying he's not a great performer. I'm not saying that at all. all. Right. Okay. Here's what I'm getting at though. Here, here's the moral of the story. You've got part of a gimmick that was part of a gimmick that was created in AAA. Mm-hmm. Then it was expanded on by inhabiting the character and what he was doing as the character. Then it was expanded on again by Lucha Underground. Right. Now you've got this circumstance where he's left one of those employers that created part of this entire thing. And you still have two other parts is what you're saying. And you still have two other parts, but they're still separate. Mm-hmm. So for him as an indie worker, who's going to the Damn. you're jumped from promotions to promotions. Like Kevin Nash 
and Scott Hall going to WCW. They're not they're not Diesel and Razor Ramon, mm-hmm. but they're pretty close. And they took the parts of it that were them. To me, in my opinion, that's what he's got to do now. He's got to stop with all this Penta, El Cerro, Mieto, whatever stuff. I think he can. What's that? Get away I, from up and do the parts that are him. Because I'm going to support the worker. I think regardless of the cool stuff that DJ wrote for him, regardless of the flaps they put on him or made him into this Pentagon gimmick, that he is still the guy that had that feud with Australian suicide. Like he is still the guy who's had these incredible matches that we've seen. His work got him over a lot of ways. What he needs to be doing on these indie shows needs to go to the core of him as a character. Like, you know, I don't, he's one of the few luchadors. I don't even know his real name. I don't know his or Phoenix's real names. No clue. I mean, do you guys know? No. And if I did, I would act like I didn't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird, man, because like, these just guys, maybe he's inhabited the gimmick too much. Maybe it's time yeah. to part ways with it a little bit. You got to protect. See, that's the thing though, is cause he's still got to protect his identity. Right. So he's got to say, yeah, I'm the same Pentagon. Or it's gonna be happening like Does he? You guys do you guys ever hear you know La Parca, our good friend La Parca, the real yes. LA Parks. Yes. Okay, yeah. so Triple A made the bullshit parka. We all know that. That guy fucking sucks. Um and uh I do know his real name, but I'm not gonna say it right now. But anyway, um La Parca came out and said, Hey guys, my name's Adolfo Tapia. I want you guys to know that because there's been a lot of fake parkas around and I want you to know that you're getting the right one. So he never took his mask off, never took his mask off, but I mean, he's lost his mask as Principe Island. There's that whole shoot story that I told you guys about where the guy amassed him during the match, fucking super Pinocchio, that piece of shit. (laughs) And, um, he had to do that because not just in Mexico, but in the U.S. too, there were fucking fake parkas getting booked, and he wanted people to know he was the real one. That's not something Pentagon's had to deal with, hopefully, but you never fucking know. People are sleazy as shit, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that he can protect his identity while protecting part of the gimmick if he switches, is the thing. Like, I think that's why he's holding on to it as much as he is. Plus, Cerro Mieta looks dope on a shirt, you know? Phoenix is uh Phoenix I think is a little more right he's a little bit more in like gimmick peril than Pentagon because Pentagon has Ceramiedo Pentagon just kind of can do his dance or whatever but Phoenix it's not like is, not like I don't want to say a bunch of them because I don't want angry little men to trademark them but um, there are a lot of mythological uh, analogs to the Phoenix character, to the Phoenix animal. There's a lot of uh, almost kind of like synonyms for Phoenix out there that he could possibly use. There's also a ton the of <laughs> there's a ton of wrestlers um, using Phoenix or Ray Phoenix or whatever. It's almost like a generic thing, which to me actually kind of works in his favor because it makes it harder to shut it down because 
you know, now it's like, oh, you're going to go see him. But what you're really looking for is you're looking for him telling you to go to a show or you're looking for his mask on a poster. And he gets to keep his mask. Pentagon gets to keep the mask. Right, because they are going to go see. They made their shit different enough that they that they won't get in trouble. Like Pentagon's like, mask. So if Aerostar leaves, like the original. Aerostar can still do another Aerostar mask. Yeah. Maybe. I don't I know don't if he could do know. the Iron Man chest thing anymore, but I don't what know about the guy that considers himself the last great creation of Antonio Pena will leave AAA. But I didn't. If he would have asked me if I thought Zoro would leave AAA, I would have said no. I mean, we're just talking hypotheticals as far as can they right. translate their appeal outside of Drago can because there's like ten other fucking things a dragon motherfucker can call himself, right? Like Drago, but he can he could take the mask of like he can't walk around as a dragon somewhere else, and they he can't can just do like Vibora get a different dragon mask. And that's true. Yeah, Vibora has. I mean, Luchasaurus mask isn't the Vibora mask, but. It's the same gimmick, basically. He just looks different, you know? I'm yeah. back. I'm not on Wi-Fi anymore, though, by the way. I don't know. My mm -hmm. internet just shit the bed. You're, like, hardwired in right now? Like, old school and shit? No, I'm on I'm on cell service. Oh, yeah, shit. Unlimited data for something. Oh, <laughs> I wish I had unlimited. I hacked, I get I hacked gigs, back into dude. my own show. Hacking the mainframe. Took the, opened up the urban door. Yeah. Do, uh, Byron, does it sound oh, like crap? It does. Sound good. Yeah. And Byron sounds all like rich and nice. And I wanna I wanna point out though, by the way, something that's been happening on the down though is that there have been gifts of the MMM show appearing on the internet. If you search hard enough, you can find them. They're I horrifying. Them. Because because I said I wanted gifts of me? Is that why? Do your own research. Do your I, own legwork, bro. I refuse to even look at them because they're probably not nice. Yeah, they're very not nice. And Are they from the three people that thumbs down us? Uh, let's see. We have no thumbs down. Fucking right. I'm not talking about this week. It's because nobody knew Casey was going to be on tonight. Okay, so I, I know I, I I get what you were saying too, especially about what about Aerostar and and Drago and those guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So basically, all I'm going to say is. My issue is this. I know a lot of people, including Casey over there, have said they'll stop watching Lucha Underground if Pentagon leaves. I won't, because part of what I like about Pentagon is what DJ did with the character. And, and I like what DJ does with characters in general. I love the show. I love how he writes. I love what he does with workers. I love the fact that he can take a guy like Pentagon who's starting to get over and get him over even more. So I'll still watch even if Pentagon's gone. I, however will still watch whatever Pentagon is doing under whatever gimmick he's doing it under. I'll follow the guy. He's won me over as a fan. I don't care where he shows up. If he, for some reason, would leave, even though it sounded like from talking to Eric earlier that that most likely is not going to be the case. But if he were to show up at TNA, I'd probably start watching TNA. I'll, yeah. I'll support the guy wherever he goes. And, and that's my TNA, whole point to everyone. Even TNA. Is, yeah. My whole point to everyone out there is, and, and to you as well, Casey, support the stuff that you love for the reasons that you love.